And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys? Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. And we're live. <laughs> so hard. Thanks for joining me on the Fighting Fit Show. I hope all's going well. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself, Lauren, and all your wonderful accolades to the people. Um, oh God, I hate this part. Um, well, I'm Lauren Meehan. I'm 25. I am a hairdresser in Edge Creative Dundalk, and I play Gaelic football at Roach Emmett um, Gaelic Football Club, and I am a gym enthusiast at uh, Fighting Fit. Brilliant stuff. And you, at the Christmas party this year, you won Athlete of the Year because you um, are, were just really smashing it all year. Again, you're, you're, you're playing for, for uh, roast ladies. And he's been kicking ass. How did last season go for you? Oh, God, we had such an uplifting season last year. Um, we got to the... We got to two finals and um, a semi-final of the three competitions. So we were well on our way, literally kind of from the backlash of two years of like being relegated and loss after loss. We literally completely pulled ourselves back and we literally say what we say nipped it in the bud we didn't win any of the competitions but for us it wasn't even about winning in the end obviously it would be an icing on the cake but um nobody realizes the work that we had to put in all the fields just to get that far so like we exceeded all expectations we probably had for ourselves and that others had for ourselves and um that nearly meant more to us than anything just kind yeah. of put our like put our name back in the league back in the competitions it's all about the journey not the destination absolutely good stuff cool and then you were nominated for um for all-star of the year oh i was nominated for an all-star last year yeah um with some of the team and actually we done really well i think it was three of the girls won um their all-stars and um we also had a player of the um louise Byrne was player of the um division two so it was really good we had a really great year um as a club Australia, what 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 is kind of a what's the determining factors for a kind of nomination for All Star? What like what are you looking for? Um, I don't actually know how the um All Stars are nominated or picked. If I think it's like other managers from other clubs, and then I think actually I think your own club put them forward. Um, I think it comes down to like the way a lot of sports run this. Uh, down to politics at the end of it all, who wins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might say that's me saying that through great teeth, but um, what you call it? And it's, I suppose, the luck for the players that kind of like stand out throughout the matches and stuff like that. And you see the commitment that comes from players like that's Well, I'm assuming that what managers will put you forward for, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, I suppose. Yeah, cool. So basically, kind of you know, great attitude, always showing up, great team player, great performer. Um, you know, and then um, people always as well. Uh, I know, I know, coaches in 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 my Washington club growing up, you you get an awful lot of Bernie points for, you know, people of the underdog story for maybe you know been at X, but it's you know it's that climb when you see someone just oh yeah. just they're actually really making making leaps and bounds of improvements. Um, so coaches kind of I'm sure sure keep an eye out for that. 
Um, as well as that, you did the white collar boxing with us. How did you go there? I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. Every second of it. Um, it was a terrifying experience to go into. Like um, When I first asked to do it, I was like, oh my God, I don't know. Well, I can. I like Even the whole thing of just like, being in the ring, it was going to be all eyes on me, you know, and I don't really like that. I kind of like to drift off in the shadows, really, in ways. But um, the physical, like, and the physical training with the boxing, like, I absolutely loved. I've never, like, I would be quite a high intense trainer between football and uh, and the gym, and like boxing was next level. Like, I like gained a whole new respect for boxers in doing yeah. it, but I loved every second of it. And uh, yeah, getting hit in the face is not nice. <laughs> Never will be. Yeah. I remember the first time in the, through the training, and um, it came to the first night where like we were actually allowed physically hit each other like in the face, and I bawled. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. You I bawled. I remember. Like, you bawled there or afterwards? No, I like bawled like literally after I came out of the ring. Like I was like physically like I was shaking I was shook to the core but it was even like it wasn't even just getting hit it was actually going and as physically hitting that other person too like but like mm. wanting to not so much hurt them but like you wanted to win, to win. It is, yeah. yeah it's kind of like like you said it's like it's like with, with Gaelic like it's the same as you know goals and points but the cost mm. of a goal or a point in boxing is actually like you said physically hurting somebody yeah and I just felt like horrific because like don't get me wrong like I am thick as a double ditch and um but when it actually came down <laughs> to like say physically hurt someone I was like no I can't do this I, and like when I came out of the ring Stephen was laughing at me and was like it's okay this is like normal like people yeah. don't like getting hit in the face and they generally don't like hitting other people in the face either but he's yeah. like look part and parcel of the game you're ready for it but and like I really really loved the training it was amazing and then the actual night itself like that um that took out like the whole experience was amazing and I was the second last fight I was the last ladies fight the second last fight of the night and um oh god it, it was the longest night ever really? like just in terms of nerves like it was yeah. amazing watching um watching all the fights um but waiting waiting for my fight to the end I remember just I was just going up and down the corridors I had my headphones on I actually didn't even want to watch many of the fights really because I was like I don't want to know what's going on I don't want to talk to people that were there because they were like kind of I was prepping you and it was like wanting to wish you good luck like there were good intentions but I was like I don't want to talk to them I can't <laughs> I was like yeah, just trying to stay away it's crazy but, um, you're, you're a bundle of nerves oh absolutely and then like actually physically walking out then for your fight and I have to say like I was so grateful for like a lot of my team my friends like my family and all were in the corner and just hearing that roar from then was literally so uplifting and um, when walking out like knowing you had that support there and then like I was obviously doing it for them too like just as much as myself yeah. and then like it getting into the ring then like there was obviously who I was fighting as well, um, Naomi, there was big suspense behind that. There was a big build up like all through the training and everything. There was Naomi's like myself, she was very competitive, do you know? Yeah. So it really it added to the whole like fight, the whole atmosphere to everything. And 
like I had echoed some of this back to my family and friends so they like knew kind of what was coming and like yeah. it would have known me as kind of being this like thick hard hitter on the pitch and stuff like that and they and like not so much they knew what was to come but they knew I wasn't gonna hold back and they knew like I was gonna kind of go all in with it like yeah and I was like, but I, I another another side of that, like I knew what Naomi was capable of, and I was like, God, this is going to be yeah. a soggy job. Like I knew yeah. what was coming, and like it was an amazing night. And like finishing the fight, they called it a draw, and um, which I still think is unfair. I wouldn't like I'd nearly at this stage <laughs> take the loss if, over like obviously the win. I still will pull that there, but like um. It was just, it was an amazing, it really, really was an amazing night. And like being in the ring, it's so weird. Like it's literally you, it's your fight. You have to figure it out on your own. And you know me and my love and mindset, like it's it's life in general. You Like it's your fight, it's your journey. You have to figure it out. Yeah. But like all eyes on the, on, the, on the ring, the lights, like you literally couldn't see outside the ring. Well, I couldn't oh, anyway. Yeah. It was just like it's just black all around. Like, it's just you and that opponent, and you got to figure it out. And sometimes like, you can't even see the opponent. <laughs> I just say that it's a, it's a big blur. Like it all kind of blends together. It's 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 like a lot of feeling. It's a lot of instinct. You know, you're in yeah. your head for an awful lot of it. You're back out here. Like it's it is very surreal experience. It is. It's it's really it's a it's a very tough mental battle the boxing because I actually remember there was one. Um, I could have been the last round. I was like physically exhausted and I remember just turning around to you and I because you and Jer was in my corner and I just like was literally shouting at you. I was like Brandon I can't do it I can't do it and you were like yes you fucking can <laughs> and I just literally I just let this scream at me like literally I because I watched back in the video um after and I was like oh my god I was like hope no one's seen me doing this I just literally let this scream out of me it was just obviously a reaction of an emotion and then I just went literally for the last 10 seconds yeah. I don't know who what where I hit anything I just swung and but I this is what I'm saying it's like you're literally not even you're not even looking you're not even thinking it's just instinct it's just this animalistic yeah. instinct takes over yeah but it was it was an amazing experience and I honestly would encourage anyone that ever gets the opportunity to go do it because I really, really did enjoy it. And Magella um, McGuire, um, that goes to the gym as well, I remember her like on the fence about doing it. And I got talking to her in the beginning and the two of us was like, right, if you're going to do it, I'll do it. And I'm, she's like, thanked me so much since um, since the fight that, that she did it. Like she yeah. found that it was really uplifting for herself. And I really, I really loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually, I was hemming and hawing about actually doing boxing after it. Yeah. But then my mom was like, my mom was having none of it. She was like, you're my only girl. She was like, your hands is your job. Like with the hairdressing. And she was like, please don't do it to your face. And I was yeah. like, fine. In, in fairness now, like, I mean, funny enough, like out of loads of sports and loads of athletes that I know, boxers seem to have the lowest injury risk. You know, it's like a part, like you get, you get a busted nose, you get a busted lip, you get a black eye, but. For the most part, maybe I should have done it because I am literally <laughs> riddled with injury. I'm so injury prone. Yeah, injured um, at the minute, like it's apart a from maybe maybe a little bit of CTE, a little bit of brain damage. Um, <laughs> so maybe some might you know, say I have that already. Well, this is it. I mean, if uh, apparently there's a there's a correlation between you know like uh, professional footballers and heading the ball and CTE uh -huh. as well. So you know it's not it's not good to get hit in the head. Some kind of I, I I struggle with a little bit of boxing. Um, but when me and the lads are kind of sparring, we kind of, you know, take the power down and all this kind of stuff. So it's just, like I said, you know, 
I, I think it's worse than anyway. Um, <laughs> but it, it's funny. It's funny to kind of come from that space um, in the training ground where hitting somebody would kind of leave you kind of a move because I think it's 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 two things as well. It's not only you hitting them, but it, you guys are in a, in a particularly strange situation because these are all adults. These are all nice, normal um, people. So you probably aren't used to hitting people in the face. And these people as well also aren't accustomed to hitting people in the face. Like if you guys were to spar me and you guys were to hit me in the face, when you hit me, you'd notice a reaction to me that wouldn't be too off-putting. But yeah. if, when you hit somebody who's not used to getting hit in the face, there's look of shock on their face kind of register to you makes you feel awful. Whereas when I'm sparring <laughs> like people who are used to box, I punch them. Like, like the head goes back and that's it. That's the end of yeah. it. Whereas when you hit yeah. somebody who's not used to it, like you're like, <laughs> and uh, and then when you kind of see see that happening, um, that can be a little bit emotional as well. Um, yeah. And then kind of go from that kind of mindset to when the, the rubber meets the road and it's fight night. You can you want them to cry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's yeah. a hell of it's a hell of a gym, mental gymnastics that you do to kind of justify a win. It was like because that's you could see the transition in us all from the training to fight night because it was like even when we were allowed to start like proper sparring like we were still holding back yeah. in the training and like even to a certain extent like I was probably strategically holding back in ways and I'm not just saying that now that it's all over but yeah, no I knew that I, I knew the fight that was coming and then like Naomi and her sister like were both doing it and even though it's like not even there was no nothing in it only like self satisfaction at the end like they were like recording me a train and like you know wanting to pick up on my techniques and like which were not, which were being brushed up by yourselves like I was clueless this was my first yeah, time yeah. boxing like I was no There's champion no athlete <laughs> yeah there was no champion athlete but it was being done so like this is what built built up the night for me that I was like right Naomi's coming for me here like and then so I was like trying to hold hold back in the sense that I because I knew I was being recorded and I was like I can't give, give away my game here do you know and now I was on the flip side of that. I was doing extra boxing PT with like yourself and Stephen because I was like, right, I need to get myself ready for this. Like, yeah. you know, the girl's ready to go to war, and I'm not like leaving no stone stone unturned from my like for myself to get there too. Yeah. So it was. So then, like literally, it was on the night. Like there was no holding back because, like, I suppose you again, you're all eyes on you. Like you didn't want to say, what would you call it? Make show yourself in the ring. I don't know, like. You wanted to give it your all, and then you wanted to win. <laughs> as well as <laughs> you know? that, it's like you know, holding back is going to leave you with punches in the face. Yeah. You know, especially like and and, and you know, myself and the coaches, obviously, we all we all pick the fights, so we tried to pick them off that you know as fair as we could. And you know, may, maybe maybe if we had to put you against somebody who maybe wasn't as aggressive, you might have held back a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But because we put you against Naomi and we put uh, Naomi against you, you know. The two of you guys both knew if I give this girl an inch, like she is yeah. gonna punch me in the face as hard as she can, and yeah. that's obviously not ideal, <laughs> you know. So it's it's kind of like Jay. It's like if you like when you were saying, "Oh, Brandon, I can't do it." It's like you know, Lauren, for your own safety, you need <laughs> to do this. You know, it's like are you gonna get punched here? Like it's like it's not as if like it's, this isn't just running a race. You know, it's yeah. like there's a physical beatdown coming your way if you don't put your hands up dig deep and start breathing heavy yeah you know yeah it's... oh no it was it was amazing and like the aftermath of it, i was like we all went to town that night into um into ridley's and 
I can safe to say now I was like 100% concussed in release. Right. <laughs> like, before, like, and that was before the drink. I know, my, like, I was concussed. I haven't the breeze out of the night. How I even got there, no recollection of it. And then, yeah. say so the drink, the drink going in did not help. Waking up the next day, it wasn't even a hangover. I literally, I'm not going to sell it for anybody here, but I had like dry blood in my nose. My lips were all like blue inside because it was like internal, like frozen. My ribs, I literally went to work that week and I just kept walking around with my hands, like hands under my under my chest, like literally just like walking and trying to breathe. Like I was full on internally bruised. I was yeah. like, holy God. I was like, this is what it is to be a boxer. No joke with that. And as well no. as that, like I said, like you can, like on if you touch your face, like anywhere kind of that there's, you know, thin skin and just it meets bone, bruises there can be so tender, like on your skull and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. you know, it's like when you're in there, you might get you know a form or an elbow to the head and stuff, but you don't feel it at the time. No, I, with the adrenaline at all, like I didn't, I didn't feel nothing. Like I came out, I came out of it, and I wouldn't have said that I was sore at all, yeah. um, or anything like that. And I've been through my fair share of injuries with football, and I've, I've had, like I had said, yeah, I'm a hard hitter, like on on the pitch, like I <laughs> took many a shoulder. I mean thrown across the pitch like I grew up with me and my only brother I have many a bait in between the two of us like I have got hit before like but yeah. it's like you never you didn't register it on the on the night because of adrenaline yeah badass it's, some yeah, experience. I, it's so bad because I'm an adrenaline junkie like are I you, are you gonna do another one um I'm not gonna say no yeah here why not <laughs> I'm not gonna say no but if other people want to go first they can <laughs> Yeah, here, let's let's do it. I mean, I, hopefully when all this COVID carry-on ends, you know, we'll all be able to get a little bit a little bit snugger and start sparring again. So it'll definitely be a white-collar. There'll be a white-collar coming, I guarantee it. So it's something to consider. Yes, I know. I'm definitely going to go back boxing. I had texted Stephen already and said that I want to do some boxing PTs. Just because I purely, I love the training. I absolutely love the training to, um, with boxing. And... Yeah. Um, I, that's my next plan as such like when I get back into the gym and I suppose when I get back working as well and the money starts coming in again that I can yeah. afford to do all these yeah, things cool, good stuff uh, and you were saying you're, 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 uh, you're uh, what would you say uh, you're, you're uh... <laughs> what am I what are you what are you you have an <laughs> avid interest in mindset yeah absolutely fascinates like literally fascinates the mind me because ironic um, it's I find it really so interesting. The more I've looked into it, um, and I really took a deeper look into it this year, um, purely for myself, um, and I I really do love it. And the mind is so powerful. It's 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 baffling. Like I think I think everyone needs to look into it a bit more in ways. And I actually think we should be um, taught about it more in ways. Like it's just it's honestly not recognised enough for what it is and the simplicity of it. Um, yeah. too of how easy it is to understand it in ways like a, if you like I suppose if you started looking into it you know how you know what I mean by that because yeah. it is it's really it's very complicated yeah obviously um, the, the mind's really complicated but the principles is so so simple yes because like it your mind is that smart and so powerful but it can be tricked in a second mm. and it, it that that alone when I started reali realizing different things like that that's that kind of opened my eyes yeah. Um, to a lot. Here's here's one here's one you you might find interesting. I was watching this uh, this interesting um, channel on YouTube. It's called Mindfield. A guy 
a guy, I forget his second name, but it's Michael. He basically operates a, a channel called Vsauce as well. And uh, there was this, there was this, um, there was an experiment that was done. And it was basically this guy came in, he sat uh, at a desk with two actors, and there was this, there was this, uh, this kind of box, and it had a red button on top of it. And someone pressed the button, they were an actor, and it gave them a shock. And I go, oh, geez, oh, try that. So he taps it and he gets a shock. And I go, oh, geez. Um, so your man, Michael, comes over anyway. He's he's undercover and he's basically asking, oh, how, how, how did you find it? Just touch the box. And he was like, oh, yeah, touch the box. Like, would you touch it again? And he was like, oh, geez, no, I never touched it again. Shocked, like crazy, out really fucking hurt. And um, he's like, all right, okay, cool. So we're going to continue with um, with your um, with your interview. And he basically put him into, in, into this room by himself, just kind of TV, nothing was on. Just a, a really boring room. And they were going to put him in there for 10 minutes. And it was just on this desk was that same box. And they left him on uh, sitting there. And basically the the whole idea was boredom. So it was a it was a it was a it was a test on boredom, that's it. And he basically mm-hmm. sat there for two minutes. And because he was bored for two minutes, he pressed the button again. <laughs> and it shocked him. So I the, Again, they thought that was interesting. Then they, they, they left the experiment going again for another two minutes. And again, he pressed the button. Yeah. And then your man might come in and he said, oh, how come you press the button? He's like, oh, just boredom, really. You know, yeah. and it, it kind of it shows us that in an environment with very little stimulus, we will go for a bad stimulus rather than no stimulus at all, which I thought yeah. was really interesting. Again, so it just stands the test in your mind. It's like, would I make a bad decision if I had no other decision to make and in yeah, this and example sometimes yeah. it's, it's, a, sometimes it's a, um, a comfortable t- position and um, you stick with what you know um because you like you're fearful of not say the, the better role but you're fearful because you like of taking another option because you don't know what the ending's going to be yeah. uh, and so it's just kind of like you, you slip back into say old, your old patterns sort of thing because you know you know the ending and you know you know how it's going to go yeah that's that's actually a great way to look at it. Yeah, so you know, um, just take taking taking the road, you know, even though you know it leads somewhere that you're not too happy with, just because yeah. the other road might lead to kind of greater pain. Yeah, but you know, sometimes as well, like sometimes you have to go back to go forward. Um, yeah. in in a sense, like sometimes you really have to go back there and figure it out, kind of like try to understand it, like and accept it. Um, and then accept, accept it and not so much say change it but accept it and figure out when where you want to go with it and go forward if you know like I don't know if that's like how it kind of if that's coming across kind of what I mean to say I kind of think of it like a like a bow and arrow you know yeah. it's like first things first you want to go forward you got to draw the bow back yeah I, I think I think for people as well that's a very painful experience is that drawback yeah because it is you don't want to go back there sometimes and you don't want to um you don't want to relive it but then at the same time you sometimes you are reliving it you're giving it the power because you are like you're playing victim to it and like you're letting it hold you back and the more you play victim to it like you're going to stay there and it's like when are you going to get bored of playing victim to it you know it's like any examples come to mind um, any examples coming to mind? Uh, I suppose. And no. <laughs> okay, yeah. I told myself. I told. I told myself I was going to do this full disclosure. But like, it's a bit like 
and I'm not I'm not it's a general one in ways and I could tie it to myself too but it's like how long are you going to play victim to an ex like you know that's say kind of before moving on being like oh I can't because of this or he done this or he done that and it's like as long as you keep saying like he done this to me and he done that or whatever like you're going to stay there you're not going to figure out a way forward from it and what you can like I kind of lost my chain of thought of where I was going there because I came in with this um, but as long as you kind of won't take that risk at going forward do you know what I mean I'll find out the changes like I just think you need to kind of you do need to adapt your mindset to it because you're going to stay there you're going to like you're going to hold yourself there and you're going to keep conforming to those identities and it's like when is enough sympathy going to be enough for you to actually keep crying for it because you can say that some of us like thrive off sympathy yeah. we like playing we like playing that cry because we like you know to hear people being like oh god love you like they shouldn't have done that like that was horrible like number one, like what part did you play in it too and what part are you playing in it now do you know mm. like not to say like get up and get on with it but like you can accept it and you can figure out where's next mm. accept it do i sit here and i keep crying and keep crying and do I keep going around the same roundabout or do I pick a lane and get off it basically yeah. do you know like do I decide right what can I do from here forward like what will I look out for next time that I know now I don't like or I don't recognize and that's the thing it's like you, you need to just like separate people from their behaviors too but look mm. out for patterns is what I kind of like to think do you know it's like some things happen in that that's life do you know that's sort of way it's a, it could be a once-off and we kind of have to figure a way of forgiveness with with some of these things and acceptance. But it's when it starts turning into repeat patterns that that's when you, I think you need to look a bit deeper and be like, who do you love more, the situation or yourself? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I hundred percent agree with you. I kind of I kind of think of it kind of like you know f- falling and scraping your knee. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the kind of old simple you think it's like you know when you fall and you and you scrape your knee, it's like you know, get up and get on with it, you know, isn't actually, you know, the right attitude initially. Initially, yeah. the right thing that your body is primed to do is to, is to scream, is to, ah, fucking me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's... You have that's to a, feel the pain. You have to recognize the pain. Exactly. And then it, after that, then, you know, it's kind of right, okay, the pain's subsiding. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm going to go, I'm going to put a bandage over it. And the bandage doesn't mean that the wounds heal just yet. But it does mean that I've I've took whatever measures I can do to stop the bleeding and to for things to get worse and to stop infection. And then after that, then the body will start healing itself. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a pretty cool scar, you can might say to someone, Oh, I see a scar on my knee, or something like someone will ask, Oh, what happened to your knee? You go, Oh, I fell one time. You don't go, yeah. oh, I like oh. your story over my ramble. <laughs> no, but no, but no, but again, it's this is pretty much kind of it's a very something similar to what you said. And I kind of I have a tendency to kind of break things down into very, very simple, simple ways of looking at things, you know, that are, yeah. are so, so visceral, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like your example for toxic, the reason that you went off on a complicated thing is because your situation is so complicated. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, it's like, you know, in that situation, things get very, very complicated and you're not sure yeah. how to deal with it. And that's exactly, that's, and that's nearly where people get lost. And it's like that case is like, right, so what do we do now? Well, you know, are you, are you still injured? You know, does it hurt when somebody slaps it? You know, because mm-hmm. uh, it does, you know, it's like, but after a while, it gets better. You know, if somebody asks about it, you can tell them like you're doing now. But after that, then, you know, 
don't mention it again. You know, if it's not affecting yeah. you, move on. But like I said, if you have toothache and it's chronically there, yeah, you know, it's, it's probably, it. but it's, it's not, it's, it's probably better you tell someone, you know, it's probably yeah. better. Just, oh, I hear, I, maybe I need advice because I have this pain. I thought I knew yeah. what it was. I thought I did, I, you know, I, I, I used mouthwash and all this kind of stuff. I did what I thought I was supposed to do, but it's still not better. And that's where, mm -hmm. that's where talking to people about your pain comes from. It's like, if you've been talking about some, some, a pain point to somebody for the last three years, maybe the wound's not actually healed. Maybe you didn't deal with it as well as you thought you did. And maybe, yeah. you know, it's about, maybe you actually need to, like I said, pull back. You need to go back and revisit it. You know, in the meantime, talk to somebody, learn some new information, revisit it and see if there's anything that you can do about it. And then we can start moving forward. But like I said, yeah. if you want to move forward from something, you might have to go back and spend some time there and revisit it and see, okay, maybe I'm still missing something here. And that, that's, that's true. Like there is power in talking to people. And I used to be really bad at that. Like I just, and I'm, I'm still in ways, but I'm getting, I'm getting better if I'm honest. Um, but it's, it's hard to talk to people sometimes because there is that whole like stigma of like being that burden on someone, but it's good to talk. And actually the, there is so much power in, in talking and, the relief of it and sometimes like if you don't even need the advice back you actually just have to hear yourself say the physical words for you to actually realize it when and then when you've aired it out you're just kind of like did I actually just say that do you know mm. and it's like do I really think that's okay but in terms of what you were saying there about like you need to like figure it out when and heal it and to be okay to talk about it mm. like they're so that's so true like for for example like there the other night like myself and my brother were fighting we were in each other's face like and he was like throwing something up at me that he knew like previously would have annoyed me do you know and I then riled him up purely by being like and what about it and he was like kind of like he was like caught like and like he wanted to go and I was like I've done my time with that I was like I've sat with it I've accepted it I was like I know where I stand with it and I was like it doesn't annoy me anymore and I wasn't yeah. even like meaning it to be like patronizing right with it but I was just like I figured it out. I was like, it doesn't make me angry anymore. So yeah. I was like, I was like, your argument is pointless here. But it was, it was, it was literally a moment for me that I was like, yeah, I can talk about it now. Then it doesn't upset me anymore because I, I understood the situation. I understand it now, and I know where I'm going with it. You know, and yeah. um, so it kind of like I talked, I talked that it was funny though because the day was like we ended up like we ended up laughing at the end of the argument. Yeah. It was kind of like that was started over nothing really. And it was just like, he like was like, I actually hate fighting you. Like, do you know, he was just kind of like, he was like, you just seem to have the answers. And he was like, he was like, you don't have the like, do you know, like the little nitty gritty fights that you'd have with your brother and sisters, like where you just know you're annoying each other. So you say it for the point of like, you snap, know, snap, 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 snap. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, you don't have that anymore. And I'm just like, I know, because I was like, the more I've looked into mindset, I've got really better at understanding things and understanding me you know and it's like there's obviously things about my past that like has happened or I haven't liked or that I've done but like I can't I can't change them now and I don't live there anymore and for anyone who does hold me back there of being say that person or whatever like that's more on them than me you yeah. know like I know I'm not there anymore and what I can do is only just kind of focus on like where I go now with my future yeah. you know and that that's kind of 
the general point like you know but I think everyone's kind of like that like we there's no point hating on ourselves for what we've done yesterday like we can only just focus on what we can do tomorrow really yeah exactly every day every day has got to be a clean slate yeah literally yeah well what kind of golden golden nuggets because I know you've been doing an awful lot you've been studying online now lockdown lockdown happened mm-hmm. and you switched on what what kind of what kind of you know home truths or what what things have you learned from your um, from your 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 mindset culture and all that kind of stuff that really hit home with you. Um, what hit home with me? Well, I kind of all in general like what mindset I kicked off when I did the mindset mastery with yourselves in January, and then I was like, right, I just talked that whole day, and it kind of it was just kind of like. It was it was a really good start for me going into the Kickstarter, and then, um, I'm very routine in my lifestyle, very strategic. Like I go to the gym before work, come home, and then it's like to football, and then it's like another another day begins. Like I'm very, yeah, I'm very a very planned, very routine. Like spontaneity is probably my downfall. <laughs> as much as I would say like I like it, I like, um, but it's my it would be my downfall. So whenever then lockdown kicked in and it was like my whole routine was taken off me I I freaked like I actually freaked um I was I was I, I was crying for like the first two weeks and I was my mom like only said it to me a few weeks after kind of when I came around from it she was like Lauren I didn't know what I was going to do with you the first two weeks because I was crying I was working out twice a day I was going for a run in the morning a cycle in the evening I was kind of like I was like, what do people do with their days? Because I wouldn't be a big one for TV. So I was, I wasn't sitting like, and this is not against anyone who was, it's just not my routine. I wasn't sitting binge watching Netflix or like just sitting for hours, like, like watching TV. Or I, I was like, what, what do you do? Like I was, I would be more productive in my lifestyle and a bit more of movement. You know, it's just, it's, it's who I am. And I, so when all this was taken off me like I, I couldn't do it and like I couldn't work from home because of my job like it, it's hairdressing it's more like active with people I couldn't take it home online like I just so like, I turned to study then and um so I was, I was doing it in terms of like my job on online like with other like hairdressers online they were doing different webinars and stuff like that and while of themselves provided online courses so I turned to that and then mm-hmm. I was like right this is the time to look at mindset and I kind of stripped myself back from my job as well that in a way I was actually questioning my job and how much did I like it you know because it's the first time in eight years that I've stepped outside it because I haven't been off this long since I left school so I kind of you know it's like it's when you're in a situation you don't really see kind of what's going on so when I stepped outside it I was like oh my god like this is what it's like <laughs> to breathe again as such I didn't all uh, the momentum but, just stopped yeah, and I remember um, I was uh, checked in in a consultation with yourself, and I kind of it was a like it was a cry for help with you. I was like, Brandon, what do I do? I remember literally saying that to you. I was like, I don't know what I'm at with myself right now. I was like, I've no focus because even when I train, I I I train to be fit for football. So now when it kind of came back that I was like, I have to train for myself here. Like it wasn't enough, do you know? Mm. And I was like. I didn't have any weights or anything at home, but that was a conscious choice I made myself. I didn't, I didn't want to have any. I was kind of just stripped things completely back. But I also then, because I had been over time, like started into the mindset thing, I decided to have a nosy online. And I was like, maybe I'll do an online course and that. And I found one online and I started doing that. And um, 
it was really interesting uh, really it took me two months to complete it and um it literally became like a bit of a joke in the house like I kept being like to mom where I was like I'm going down to school for a few hours and I'd be just down and sitting in my set up like the wee office and I took it on and it was it was really interesting um because it made me go to places in my life that I suppose like I didn't want to go like difficult places like like it was difficult questions and um like I found myself actually crying at some of it <laughs> and um literally but like not it was tears of joy too do you know what it was yeah. it was like it was like gratitude for things that happened in my life as well as like sad things do you know mm. but it was like figuring it out and but for the most part probably one of the biggest things that figuring out for myself was um emotions like and the power we give them that they don't need uh, and yeah. like because emotion like emotions are temporary but people look at some emotions as like being an illness and make them more prominent in their life than what they need to and I know obviously it happens in bigger scales like if for people it does affect worse but I think they can let themselves get too deep in them too and what's worse is when they start identifying with them as a label um, because then they really conform to the, the attitudes of that emotion you know and it's like yeah. everyone thrives to be happy but everyone is happy like everyone's sad everyone's depressed everyone's anxious and everyone's in love and everyone's hungry everyone has all these different <laughs> emotions like because they're all part of like your hum your human composition they're all there they're like do you know what? i find that a great example of it was <laughs> disney pixar's film inside out yeah, and it's it's all the emotions inside the child's head and joy being the biggest character is like joy is happiness it's what everyone wants to be and she wants to be friends with everyone she's trying to suppress all the other emotions because that's but that's literally how it happens and in a sense that like the the emotion you focus on is the one you're going to feel mm. you know so if you want it like you can go through all the emotions every day do you know what i mean you go through them in all different things like like say I'm happy now. I'm interested right now. Do you know, like afterwards, I could go outside and fall and I, I hurt my knee. I'm sad. I'm in pain. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that I'm like, say, depressed in that situation because you know it's way. Or even like before this, like when you text me earlier on, I was like, right, are you ready for this? I was like shocked in my bedroom and I was actually like starting to get really anxious. I was like, what am I going to say? Like, what am I going to? And I'm like, how am I going to come across? Do you know, like I was. I was I was anxious, but I was anxious in that moment. I'm not identifying myself as I'm not an anxious person. I wouldn't say I'm an anxious person, and that's just not for this like situation in general. Just like life in general, I wouldn't say that I'm an anxious person. Yeah. I do have anxiety; it happens for me, but I don't again label myself as being anxious. Yeah, I I have before. I I 100 have before being like, oh no, I I'm a real anxious person. I couldn't do that or. Do you know it's the same as I suppose like and I label myself as like being thick as double dish like I'm thick as double dish in certain situations but it's not like it's not me as a person I don't it we just I think we need to watch what we identify and label ourselves as like mm. how we speak to ourselves is, is is very harsh I've noticed that about myself like I'm like I can be horrible to myself 
Yeah. I think like, we all can be guilty of that too. Is like the way you speak to yourself, would you really speak to the person you care about the same way? If not, like change the way you speak to yourself because you are you are the the only person that's gonna care for yourself the most. Mm-hmm. And like it really is that statement, like you know, a lot of people say it's like, Well, if you can't care for yourself, like who is gonna look after you, do you know? And it's true, like, like why if if you don't give yourself the time, why should someone else give you it? Yeah, true. Yeah. And I, I completely I completely agree with you about um kinda, you know, these harsh labels of, you know, anxiety and stuff. Because I remember when I was younger, back to boxing again, like you kinda talked about pacing the floors and stuff before the negative fight. And I remember kind of obviously I did that so often. Um mm-hmm. it nearly had you know, you think it, it you kinda get used to it, but I, it nearly had the opposite effect on me because I spent so long in this state of panic and anxiety that that state of panic and anxiety, I started associating myself with as all these negative thoughts because they run so regularly in my head. Like, yeah. oh, am I good enough? Can I do this? Um, oh, he's bigger than me. He's better than me. Maybe what if he's trained harder than I have? All this kind of stuff. And eventually that was kind of an identity that I started, you know, taking with me into life because like I said, like you said, I hadn't got the sense. And this is a very, like, you're, we're not talking really crazy stuff. This is really simple, you know. Don't take mm-hmm. the emotions from that situation into your everyday life. We yeah, no, we do. And I did. And, you know, I'd take it into school with me. I'd take it into creating relationships and making friends, you know, and that kind of same language that I used to wire my brain before a fight was, what if they don't like me? You know, am I good enough to be their friend? You know, am I cool? Am I this? Am I yeah. that? Um, and th- like I said, because I hadn't got the mental wherewithal and hadn't got you know, a positive role model to talk me through these feelings and anxieties that I was having to kind of say, well, look, you know, I remember Steve, Stephen did. Stephen kind of talked me out of it. And Stephen was 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 a, was the start of me kind of budding out of that mental thing because it was kind of like he was kind of reaching into this mindset thing. And, you know, um, are you nervous or are you excited? You know, it's the same, it's the same response biologically, but it's how are you communicating it to yourself? And you know, obviously, maybe with my upbringing or just my 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 own personality, I communicated to myself very negatively. You know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't. Oh, it's not excitement. It's not. Oh, I'm going to go in here and get my best bet and sure. You know, if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. That was right there. That was. It was. It was uh, labeling me as a certain type of person based on a certain result. You know, and we don't need to yeah. do that. And we do that though, in terms of like when the same thing kind of. If we go over the same roller coaster time and time again in our lives, we literally sit there and we do like be like, Oh, well, it's expected of me, it's what I am, like, you know, and we then just continue to give ourselves that label, as you say, like it was this, it was that it was happening that often because you were like that frequent in it, you know, that sort of way that it, it settled. And it kinda of, it happened for me on the other end of things is like because like I'd be I know I said it a few times now, I'm the hard hitter on on the, the Gaelic pitch. Like people just like literally were afraid of me off the pitch they thought I was literally this angry person that was going to kill them but it's not like when I'm on that pitch like that's just my emotion right there for like the girls like when I see that ball I see red and if you're in my way that's your problem not mine I'm just going to go and do what I have to do to get the ball but when I'm off the pitch it doesn't mean that I'm going to scream and shout at you and literally shoulder you as I walk past you like you know I (laughs) <laughs> I, I think I'm more approachable than I am like right okay I may have that rest and bitch face but it's kind of like I don't associate with that but like there was a time in my life where I probably did do you know what I mean I would have snapped a lot angrier at people and even in my like say my household like you know that sort of way my, like my family like they just would know of me to like just flip 
do you know that sort of way but like I don't do that anymore do you know yeah. what I mean I do at times like from riling off don't get me wrong <laughs> let it build up and let it go well, I, think, I, think, I think it's I think we all kind of go through like a bit of an identity crisis you know growing yeah, up I think, oh, absolutely. I, think, I think it was just part of it and like I said for me I had the exact same thing like I'm like it was nearly like nearly like I nearly had a split personality like I literally had me as you know this this anxious nervous wreck and then I also had this person who I needed to be, who I built over time, this angry, yeah. fierce face kind of person in the boxing ring. Like I remember, I remember one time uh, I had um, Carol, one of our 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 clients here, absolute legend, and um, I had her for ages. And I I was just like I said, I was just being me. I PT'd her for years, and then you know she thought I was just this friendly, really meek, really calm, cool, collect kind of guy. And then she see me on the pads one day, and like I said, just flipped. You know, just yeah. uh, just because when I get when I get boxed, like you know, it's 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 a different animal. I don't, I I can't be meek. I can't be well mannered and ring. So just kind of put on this stone face. And Carol was yeah. like, Brian, what was that? Like, who was that? What was that? Like, <laughs> no. I never seen that before. You know, it's kind of like we and and for me, I seen that for me as a positive in an awful lot of ways to kind of develop that 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 attitude. And I remember yeah. going to college. And I remember uh, people in college, I remember this guy, literally uh, Barry, he was here. Uh, yeah, Barry Madden. Stage. And he literally <laughs> said, Brandon, when I first met you, I literally thought you were an asshole. I thought you didn't like anybody because yeah. that was just kind of, I kind of used that persona in, in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, I kind of yeah. walked around with that mindset of, you know, yeah. killer, be, killer be killed, work hard, you know, this kind of mindset. Yeah instead of kind of wearing this soft mannered face or you know whatever it was that most people yeah. do because I had a lack of skills and I hadn't really kind of figured out who it is that I wanted to be and how it is I should act in in, in certain situations I think an awful lot of people kind of struggle with, with similar problems oh absolutely like identity crisis crisis is um it is a thing and another thing is assumptions like literally as you said there like as Barry said like from the first time he met you like and then he all of a sudden he made this assumption about you yeah. and like it's, it's not against him like we do we, we do it all well, yeah, everyone do, yeah. do it, like about just it's about situations in general and like that's what i think like entitlements comparisons and assumptions are literally the teeth of joy in life yeah like that's cool yeah because i think like first of all like we can be bad at communicating in general so like straight up we've made an assumption about a situation and then we've got upset you know before we even have even tried to know the truth about any situation yeah. or um and then comparisons were really good at that like social media has drove um a big part of that and yeah. um i suppose i can speak about the way i've kind of controlled social media in a wee minute but entitlements is or no entitlements yeah like people just think because they've done something they're entitled to um to it and it's like where's the rule book to say because you did that you're entitled to it you know and that's yeah. it but then they let themselves down with that and another one, actually, they're just going to throw it in while I'm there, is expectations. Yeah. You know, and you find that, like, this was another thing that was actually brought to light to me. And I, when I realized it, I was like, it makes so much sense. Um, expectations. We have expectations for certain people and they're just a situation. And then when you're let down, you get upset. Yeah. But, like, chances are, like, that person isn't even aware that they have yeah. let you down yeah. they don't they don't know you had that expectation for them so like you're actually only upsetting yourself they're getting upset because they haven't known that they let you it's different if you've aired it out to them what you wanted 
or like how you thought it was going to go sort of thing like just in general like um and then they've they, like they've gone and let you down that's different because they knew kind of like what was expected of them but it, and when you're in a situation where they didn't uh, like that person didn't know what you were expecting them to do and then they let you down and then you're there sitting there upset you know mm. so that's another thing where i think it's like literally it's your thief of joy like you've got upset there say over nothing and that per that person's like being so clueless to it and then that makes you angrier <laughs> that like they're not like apologetic or whatever or that they've let you down and it happens yeah. yeah definitely get like that definitely like i said it's like i think i think we're all in our head you know it's like we we all oh, be, we all be in our head more than maybe we should uh, and like i said all those things that you said you know expectations whilst we have assumptions entitlement and comparison i think that they all have the roles and they definitely all have their uses you know it's yeah. like when you, when you assume something about somebody it's because you know we don't all have time to you know go over every single detail so it's very like it was very reasonable of barry when he seen me to kind of go all right well he's got a bit of a face on him you know i'm probably not gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna go over there and you know go out of yeah. my way you know, and you know, which is fair enough. And we all do that. It's you know, we have to save time. We can't just go everything with a fine, go through everything with a fine tooth comb. And unfortunately, that's yeah. just kind of the way of it. And like I said, I think if we all, um, if we all just work, like you said, take this focus. You know, I, I think anybody listening to this um, should definitely start um, taking upon themselves to the kind of start studying mindset and 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 self improvement. Uh, I know Stephen's life changed when he started down the road to self improvement. My life changed. Yeah. Everybody that I know. He definitely has. Literally, yeah. I have had so much. Yeah. Anybody with any kind of substantial change, it's like, look, it's easier to change yourself than it is to change them. You know, it's like it's it's nice to change them. You know, it'd be great if they'd make some changes. But at the end of the day, you can't change them. They can change them, and you can have an. You can't influence. change anyone. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about uh, earlier when I mentioned like the can playing the game of control and not control like it, like it's in your control and it's not uh, like it's not in your control. Well, I, I actually don't even know if I did mention it, but <laughs> it's it's a case of like you can't control anybody else. Do you know what I mean? But all you can do is control you and your own emotions. So like wanting to change them, like you're really fighting a losing battle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You can show them like different ways, and it's up to them. Like you know that sort of way. It's kind of like, you know, what do they say? You take a man, or like, you can take a horse of water, but you can't make him drink it. Like, you know, yeah. you can show them different things. It's up to them what they do with it. And then as well as that, what works for you doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for, the work for them. You right. know, it's like, it's, it's their approach. And it's like, it's a, it's a, you're wasted battle trying to change someone else. You have to figure it for yourself. And that's even in all terms of situations, like not just like, not say like in a relationship terms, that's like a friend looking for like, advice if they have come looking for advice there's only so many times you can ream it off to them like what you would do or what you think you'd do or what you had done but it's up to them what to do with it yeah I completely agree. <laughs> yeah no i, I completely agree um right, Lauren, just to kind of move it on just uh, again we talk about mindset yeah all i know i could talk about it all day it's so same. bad the girls kill me for it. i just be yeah. off on a ramble I know, but like, I know here, like I, I think, I, like I said, I think it's pretty important. I think we'll just uh, kind of finish off the mindset with, do you have any kind of resources or any kind of books or information you've listened to that you think might send somebody down a similar path of interest on, on the whole um, journey of self-discovery? Um, the book I loved was um, Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I think that's what it was. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one. Um, Oprah's book has been really good. Um, I know you're a big advocate for Jordan 
um, Peterson. I've tried to get in and out of him. He's, I do find him a bit of a hard listen, but he, he literally has great, uh, he does have great, uh, great stuff. Um, James Smith and Darren Cartel, both on uh, Instagram. I love them and I've read James' book. I know it kind of fitness related, but I do like some of his uh, attitudes for mindset and where else am I at? Um, just social media pages in general, I kind of would follow a lot of like, self-love or positive uh affirmations or just like positive quote pages and stuff like that because sometimes it's like just reading it's like what you read what you're surrounding yourself with like literally just the positive positive attitudes positive people do you know like yeah. and the more you seek the positive things around in your life and again it's what we were sending back to there like you're going to start conforming to positivity if you're around it a lot more that's a nice arena i like that that's boom run that again peter Play it again. <laughs> That's the quarter of the day. Yeah, conform to positivity. I like that. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, I think Stephen made a point to me years and years ago, uh, back when we were still in the community centre. Um, I was kind of saying to him, you know, how do you program your timeline? And he's like, you know, it depends on the pages you follow. Like, you know, you are dictate what your phone feed looks like. So if you don't like it, if, you know, I, I keep constantly hearing people kind of going off social media and all that kind of stuff. Like, don't go off social media. You know, manage your own page better. You know, it's like there's no, like, Generally, when I listen, when I go onto social media, what I hear from other people, this negative, I constantly hear, you know, bad news and all this kind of stuff happening in the world. And yeah, it's a, like, it's a little bit, I've got my, my blinders on, but it literally is a case like I haven't got the mental capacity to deal with 7 billion people worth of bad news. So like nine out of 10, when bad news happens in the world, I don't hear it from my news feed. I see it from somebody else. You know, and yeah, I, I, I'm literally totally the same. And that's one another thing that I took in the last years where I was saying earlier about how I controlled my social media is like I just unfollowed a lot of the crap. Yeah. And I unfollowed a lot of people that, and it's not, it was nothing against them. It was more my personal journey than against them. Like I probably have some friends out there that I don't follow, and like it's nothing against them. Do you know what I So I just like, I literally just, there was just something about their timeline that, like I just unfollowed yeah. and I even like I took some people off my followers because I was just kind of like I don't really want you following me do you know that sort of way you, and, know, you and, can do that yeah on Instagram you can but it was just in terms of because I was like you can't talk to me when you see me so you're not going to follow me on social media do you know point. what I mean yeah, and I because I, I have this thing I love to say hello to everyone like you know you said to me I'm probably going to find this easy because I have the gift of the gab and I, I do like do you know and I don't think there's you can say hello to someone more fun do you know that sort of way like it doesn't have to be conversational but anyway back to what I was talking about with social media um I just I just drained it of a lot of the of a lot of the crap and um started filling it like that with more positive energies really uh, like and stuff that I was actually genuinely interested in um and that it's it worked for me um I'm not saying it's the, the right way forward but it's just fine that like that I'm like yourself there's not a lot going on on my page like in terms of say negative things like that I need to know about I find out more nearly from my mom or dad what's on the news or the girls or anything like that it's just I'm just if it's not important, the news will find you. Yeah, and it is because it's like I do think it's sad that some people like literally look for the approval and validation of the follows. Like I know there's there's apps out there that I know people have that like they actually will tell you who's unfollowed you, and people live by that and be like, oh my god, she's unfollowed me or he's unfollowed me. I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, 
and I, I have to say I was always like that that's just not a new thing for me I'm just kind of like I don't care who does or doesn't follow me or who I am or I'm not following because like my page is just for me I'm not posting for anyone's entertainment I'm not going out there like that I need people to follow me as I say like I've struck my followers a couple of times and I go in and out of following and unfollowing people yeah. maybe I was at one stage about it but more like but I'm definitely not about it now I know that yeah. much the fact that I've actually took control of my social media in the last while um, and I've made it that like because as I remember having saying it with Stephen before I was like I actually genuinely hate social media like I was like I can't stand it but he it was actually it was Stephen that kind of between Stephen and my friend Tracy that put it into uh, into life for me that was like social media it's again it's a it's a powerful tool but like it's only really as dark as you make it because again it's in your control what you follow and what you don't follow yeah unless like I said unless people are literally actively reaching out to you and then there's a case of blocking them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so, that's just like, so sorry Lauren so basically you know, we've kind of covered your achievements. We've covered your your personal development of your your mindset. We've covered kind of you know your 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 white collar um a, let's say a career um your, <laughs> your, your possible boxing career um like I said you you you've, you've studied mindset. You kind of applied it to your life. You kind of applied it to social media. So now, what's next? What's the next step? What's the next step? Well. Right now where I'm at, I'm just still waiting for the government to confirm a date that I can get back to work. Okay. Um, so I have to figure that out. Um, I'm going to get back into work and swing things. We have to get football back up and running. But I'm injured at the minute, so I'm literally down the road of rehab and figuring out where I'm going with that. Um, I'm getting an MRI next week, um, thankfully at long last. And... I kind of hoping that something's going to show up, but nothing too bad, just so I can kind of rehab more accordingly with it and take yeah. my rehab next level. And um, yeah, look, I've got plans. Um, I have, to, uh, and I'm all for the law of attraction. But sometimes, some some plans you need to just keep those cards close to your chest. Even um, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, good stuff. Um, but it's look, it's 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 career progressions, it's uh, life progressions. I'm going to keep developing myself because I am kind of um an in, what would you say an inquisitive person that I kind of like to I love I love I love like educating myself and I love being on the know and I love moving forward, um definitely. So I'm not ready to stay in the same place. Do you know I'm still I'm still on the, I'm on the way up. Stuff. Yeah, here, glad to hear us. So, any kind of new fitness goals or anything like that? So, any thoughts of running a marathon? Um, my fitness goals at the minute is well, I can't run um, like that because my pelvis is interfering with me there. But, um, like, I'm getting back into the gym now because thankfully it's back open again. Um, I, my, my thing for June now is I'm working on, I just set myself a new plan. It's literally nothing wild or exciting personal goal. I had to get my eating back in order. And um, at the minute, I'm trying to work up to do five pull-ups because <laughs> I can't, I can't do them. I can do three at the minute, so I'm on my way. That like I want to try to do five by the end of June if possible. Um, but like it's again, it's for myself. Like there's no big achievement at the end of it. Only self-satisfaction. I like I want to get back running, but I have to figure out my injury first. Um in terms of physical composition i'm not too bothered i'm happy i'm happy in my body i'm happy in my skin right now so i like but it's always a work in progress I'm, i'll always be in the back of my mind working on it in some way um yeah so that's where i'm at 
that's kind of something, you know, it's like there is no finish line here. You know, you're never no. going to be the finished product. You talk to any of the most successful athletes, businessmen, any, anything, you know, everybody is constantly grinding. Anybody successful does not ever stop. They're always looking for the next project. They're always looking for, you know, what went wrong the last time? How do we improve the next time? And what's next? How, you know, how are we going to keep this machine going? Because like I said, it's all about the journey. It's not about the de destination. It's about, you know, you enjoy, you're supposed to enjoy your diet. You're supposed to enjoy your exercise. You're supposed to enjoy your hobbies. And we, 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 we stop and smell the rose every once in a while, look back and yeah. give ourselves a pat on the back for how far we've come and the success that we've had. And hopefully you're surrounded by a community of people who help you and, and, yeah. and, and encourage you to do that and, you know, praise you. And that's kind of where you get all your feelings. But um, really, at the end of the day, it's all about making progress because you're never going to be a finished, finished product. There's always going to be someone better than you. And like I said, as long as you're half a percent better than you were yesterday, um, you're moving in the right direction. That's literally what it's all about. I was saying on the last podcast, Kira, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. let's say in that, because, you know, in boxing, it's, it's kind of a good analogy. Let's say for talk's sake, you met Lauren now from back before you met her and fighting fit. And it was you and her fighting in the white collar now. Who'd win? Oh, me. Hands down. Who would win between... No, he, no me no. Like, sorry. Who would win between... So you think you now would beat Lauren now versus Lauren in the white collar? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, cool. yeah de definitely. Definitely. Um, just in terms of a lot. Like, you know, I really... I'm not, I, I'm not there anymore. And I have to say that I was... I've always been very good um, at channeling my competition, like as in the sense of like my competition has always been myself, and yeah. it always will be. Like I know you can find a bit of like healthy competition sometimes when you go into the gym and you kind of like you know someone's at the same level with you and you kind of like you're might be eyeballing them in the corner and you want to kind of like right, I'm going to get more reps than her today, or especially yeah. when we were doing the likes of the leaderboards and stuff like that. But I have to say like. I, I really only compete with who I was yesterday in terms of the gym. Like I know where I'm at sometimes and I'm like, right, I want to get more, like I'm lifting whatever this week, I'm gonna get there, you know? And I have to, I have to say I'm very very much selfish in self care is how I kinda of like to put it. Like and I I would re I would really look after myself for, for the progression of myself because like Brandon, I, I'm, I'm quite disciplined in knowing what I want. So over like, and that really is outweighing my need for now. I, yeah. I'm still, I'm very much working on, okay, I need to like live in the now because like that's again how I'm, I'm trying to control my emotions, like not going back there and not looking too far forward. But I do know where I want to go and I'm going to get there. Do you know that sort of way? But and I, and I know how I'm going to get there, but I just have to keep working on it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that good stuff. Fair play. And like I said, it's just that grind every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Put the head back to the grindstone. A little better. Have a little look. Oh, a little bit sharper today. Cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. Like, because I was, I was only just talking about it with Tracy last year, or not last year, last week, when just in terms there, when you were talking about like how it's it's always going to be that physical journey. I, I'm working now at the, like at the minute with, say, progress pictures over uh, the scales. I don't have them in the house. They can... I jump on and off them at the gym, but anyway, I'm working off progress pictures. And from the start of lockdown to now, I've literally, I was saying to Tracy, I was like, I've had four different body images. Like I've literally, like, and I'm like, that's how much it has changed. And it's like, it's, it's fluctuated, but it's like everything, like your life in general, it's gonna, it's gonna fluctuate. You've got ups, you've got down, but like 
you're going to, and like I said in the Facebook video a few weeks ago, I was doing work and I was like, you've got speed bumps, they're not roadblocks. Like you have to literally figure out how you get over them. And then it's like the same again. I love my little analogies and stuff like that. It's like climb the hills or like or even walk the hills before you climb the mountains. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to figure it out. You just make small habits like fit into your life and then like they're fluid and then it's like they come, they come with bigger results if you want it. Like you just, you just have to find your discipline and you have to find your why. Like literally that's, if, like, that's one like thing that Fighting Fit has taught me as well. Like that you need to, you need to try and you have to find your why. And you have to keep reminding yourself of that why because it's like I, I love like if Stephen had a video up there recently enough about like motivation and stuff like that. So everyone's always looking for the motivation, but like it's again, it's like it's that sort of like motivation that you have. Do you know what I mean? It's just like finding the focus in that motivation that usually comes from your why. Yeah. But it's finding again the positive motivation over the negative motivations because yeah. negative motivations like they're just another world that you can stem into. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I find again, I think they both have their uses, but like I said, positive, yeah. re positive reinforcement has been shown time and time again to work a lot better than negative reinforcement. Yeah, it's. I think it's. A, I think it, ha it brings more consistency. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, you're not you're not playing the stinging game, so you know you want to play the game. You know, the game is not don't get stung. The game is oh, there's a reward around the corner. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas if, yeah. the, if if the game is oh, well, I'm going to sting myself every time I do wrong. Well, you know, how long are you going? How many times are you going to get stung before you stop playing that game? Some people, you know, some people are really, really tough-minded and some people enjoy this thing, you know, there's all kind of yeah. Yeah, kinks it, for people like one, me, but... Yeah, there's one for me, right, and the highlights, and I kind of, like, cringe on myself even telling this story, but it's, like, it's the whole motivation of um, the revenge bud, if one would say, because it's kind of, like, and that's where I find, like, that's a negative motivation in a okay. sense that, like, you go and you get this, say, revenge bod and, like, you feel good in yourself. And they have talked, like, say, absolutely, like, no notice at the end of it all. Like, or, like not that you wanted them to notice it anyway, but it's, like, it actually has meant nothing to them that you've got in new shape. Like, they're still off over there, like, living their life, you know, that sort of way. And, like, you say you've got to your end, end goal now, you're at your revenge bod, and it's, like, oh, like, where do I go to from here? Whereas, like, if you just literally focused on your revenge bod for you, do you know mm. what I mean? Not, like, for in, like, literally revenge of them. Like, you, like do it for yourself. Yeah. You know I mean, because you want to be better for yourself. You want to be better because you feel like you want to be a better place in your head, body, mind, everything for you. Yeah. You'll find you'll keep working on it long term and there'll be more self-acceptance of yourself rather than, like, trying to use the motivation that, like, it was uh, for them you're given you're still like you might be away from them but you're giving them that a power still over yourself and your body because you're trying to improve it for mm. them if you know what i mean rather than for yourself here's kind of what i think about that is i do kind of agree with some extent but here's what i think i think that people should take motivation wherever they can get it because some people are literally yeah. so unmotivated that like, like let's say for toxic i have a bad breakup if i have a bad breakup and i get inspired to get this riggedy wreck body from that, let's say, quote unquote, negative motivation. You know, it's like, well then, basically, I don't really care what motivation got me there until, yeah. and, then, and then, as long as, you know, it's not negatively, because right now that negative is turning, I'm turning it into a positive. 
It was like, yeah, hey, but, that, but that's the difference. You've said it there, Brandon, though. Exactly, you've yeah. turned it into a positive. Like, you've, that was your starting motivation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying more so, I probably did word it wrong in the sense of don't let it be your ending. Because, exactly, like, no, ending, exactly. yeah, agree, like yeah. the, end, the ending of that motivation is just going to be that, like, oh, where do I go here from next? Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, Whereas, like, if, if you work on your mindset, you write it too, and find, like, find the positive in why you've used that. Like, yeah. what, what am I getting out of this? Like, you know what I mean? It's not because I want to, like, say, go back there. Do you know what I mean? You want yeah, to well, it's, it's, it's basically, it's basically here's, it's like, for me, it's like, I'm going to improve myself so much. You are yeah. going to be so sorry. And that's, yeah. and that's, that's not negative. That's basically just going, oh, by the way, see all that potential that I told you that I had. You yeah. were actually holding me back from tapping into that. Here it is. Yeah. Boom. This is what it looks like. <laughs> see you later, bitch. That's why I just, I, I, I hate that kind of like I have used a lot of um, my say analogies, if that's even the right word, in terms of relationships, but they, 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 do, they do cross with other paths of life. But I just think that like selfish, being selfish in self-care and, and just like looking into mindset and just seeking the positive in every negative is literally going to be more f- fulfilling and purposeful to anyone's life, do you know, that sort of way than, than a lot of what we do dwell on. Do you yeah. know, and um, but that's what I find for me anyway. As I say, it's not going to work for anyone else. But I just don't think that like you can go wrong with positivity. Like a little smile goes a long way. It's contagious. Do you know that Lovely. sort of way? Yeah, cool, Lauren. All right, cool. So we're going to leave you now. But one last little piece. Give the guys a home. Somebody who's struggling for motivation. Somebody who's just you know not where they want to be. They're not getting the results that they're getting. What advice do you have to give them? One of fighting fits most successful members, fantastic ambassador, athlete of the year. You know, um nominated for umpteen awards what advice would you give them join fighting fit <laughs> no but it is because i i just like obviously i and i'm not even just saying it as like i'm here i'm, I'm with just five years yeah. i'm literally with steven before he even opened fighting fist and it's like it, it you are more than a gym and i know steven tries to sell it like that but it is like you are more than the gym you have become life coaches for me and like you have lived through so much of my life with me so like you like especially yourself like you've kind of been my main coach throughout it's just the times the gym that I had I go to like I'm the morning classes and you've talked you have took me to difficult places in my life asking me different things but may helping me realize and like you have talked me these are a big part of where I am now like it was never a 12 week thing for me and it, like some people see it as a 12-week thing. Some people continue forward. And I know I'm rambling on. But it's like, I have to be thankful for everything you have done for me. It's like, it's the reason I am still there five years later. But yeah. I just think that re- if people are going to just apply for it, is it is it 12-week or 16-week you say now? No, I don't weeks. even know. 12-week. That like, if they really just, just give it the 12 weeks, give it their all, and take the hardship that's with it, because it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard, and like especially if they do it right, like not even just in terms of the food and the workout, if they actually like take advantage of and utilize the coaches and literally have them hard chats with themselves, they will honestly turn the life around for the better. I agree. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's one of the reasons that we do what we do. Um, like I said, we see big value in coaching. Like I said, you know, there's there's gyms out there. Some programs work for some people. Um, you know, some some people work with programs, but some people yeah. need coaching. You know, coaching is honestly, it's one of the most valuable things out there. You know, it is literally, literally, and we, it's, we, it's it's literally been everything for me because it's 
right, I'll give you a laugh to finish on a high note. There last year when I kind of stepped away from the gym for uh, a few weeks, when I just was, I just wasn't in a great mindset. I was here at like at home and I was like messaging yourselves to say that like I got, I just needed time to step back. And I was in my kitchen and I was bawling. I was hysterical. And my mom like came over to me and she was like, Lauren, you do realize you're crying about a gym here. And I was like, but it's not a gym, mom. I was like, it's more than that. And she was like, she just didn't understand where I was coming from with it. And that's, that, that's fine. But I mean, like, it can be more than a gym for you if you literally use it for what you are, you know, because yeah. you are more than a gym. And so, I mean, the coaching aspect really has been and will always be. And it's, as I say, it's why I'm there five years and why I'm going to still be there probably in the next five. <laughs> you know, but like I said, Lauren, just on, on the backside of that, you know, it's like you say, we're, you're where, you're where you are because of us is you know we're where we are because of you because you are with us five years that's where we are where we are today you know that's why we've been able to climb up because of people like you kind of supporting us and giving giving um giving it their all really taking everything that there is to take out of the program and then only that like especially like this you know the reviews mean an awful lot and you jumping on here and sharing your testimonial and sharing your experience um, you know, it not only helps other people, but it really does help us to kind of grow and continue to do what we love, which is coaching and help people. And I honestly yeah. feel blessed to kind of, you know, again, have you say all these wonderful, nice things about us and about me and how we've helped because this really is what I enjoy doing. Like I said, I would sit here and talk from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. with you about mindset and the fact that, you know, I get to do this for a living. It's honestly, it's, it's just amazing. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. I know myself and all the team are really, really grateful for, for your support. You're very welcome, and it's going to be long continued. Let's do it. All right, cool, Lauren. We'll wrap it up. We'll leave there. Do you want everybody to follow you on social media? You can always block them if you don't want them to follow you anymore. Like, I mean, it's not all that interesting. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of food. <laughs> um, it's Lauren M underscore 28. Brilliant stuff. And guys, if you want to follow me on um, Instagram, it's FFMoomaCoach, the, the head honcho, Stephen, who's helped myself and Lauren in, 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 in many a way, is fighting double underscore fit and um, check us out if you're watching this on youtube obviously don't forget to like and subscribe um, and if you're listening on spotify you can catch us on youtube at fighting fit this is the fighting fit show and you can catch us on spotify as well and um, if you're listening on youtube and you want to listen to this when you're out for you run all right guys thanks so much for watching i've been brandon that's been lauren and we'll see you in the next one peace